Hello everybody, my name is Landon Ernest, thanks for the episode 190 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for uh, uh, life, Lord. We want to thank you for this amazing opportunity you give us, Father, to gather in this uh, way, Father, via Zoom meeting, Father. What uh, technology allows us to do is continue, Father, to do podcasts, Father, and uh, do uh, do honor and glory to your name, Lord. And uh, Father, I thank you for my brother, the brain out there in the East Coast, Lord. I pray that you continue to bless his life, Lord. Thank you for keeping him busy, Father, and feeding us all that good information that he puts out, Lord. I pray that it could be edifying and it could be a blessing to people that listen, Father. Father, I also pray, Father, that we continue, Father, to stay uh, true to your word, Father. Father, I pray that everything that we discuss, Father, can... Uh, Bring about uh, just uh, logical thinking for people, Lord, and to consider things, Lord, and also look to Scripture, Father, for the answer and look for to Scripture for wisdom and guidance and discernment, Lord. We live on in times, Father, where uh, just uh, our whole world is in disarray, Lord, and continues to be, Father, and it has been that way, Lord. Let us continue to stand uh, in your truth, Lord, continue to understand things through the lens of Scripture as the Holy Spirit opens our mind and uh, helping us understand it all, Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Once again, thank you for this time you give us. Let us continue to give you honor and glory with these podcasts that we put out, Lord, and uh, we can continue to do so, Father, in your name, Lord. Praise you and thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, my brother. Amen. Whoa. For folks, for those of you that are just listening, I get to see my brother on the screen. But right now, my brother is sitting sideways on my screen, which kind of leads us into our topic today. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to throw me off or he's just like, I'm going to catch this guy off guard. Brother, well, first of all, tell us how you've been doing. And then after that, we're going to get into, you know, uh, a really hot topic, I believe is, because you're putting out some material. So again, tell us how you're doing. And then you can answer the question, what can the Bible tell us about mysteries like Aliens and UFOs. And then we get into well, more stuff after that. <laughs> you know, I hit the floor so, running. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing just I was going to say, hey, by the way, any sightings out there? <laughs> yeah. A, a bunch of them in my backyard here. Yeah, I mean, that. all flashing lights all all over my backyard. Flashing but but out lights, here, huh? Yeah, but but out here we call them lightning bugs. <laughs> I was gonna say all those bugs back there, huh? <laughs> yeah, they got those fluorescent tails that flash around. It's really pretty when you see it, though. I bet. Pretty cool. I They're really bet. cool. You, it's cool you little probably, bugs. Did when you first uh, moved out there, you experienced that? Did you, did you think there were UFOs right behind your? 
No, because I knew better because I grew up in Tennessee and we had that's, them there too. That's right. And uh, that's yeah, right. we used to we used to catch them as a kid and put them, you know, punch holes in the top of the uh, the the mason jar, right? Yes. In yes. the lid and put grass in there and let them put them in the mason jar and watch them light their tails up. You know, it was, was kind of cool. So things that kids did in the sixties and seventies, brother. Before hey, there was now you before to... we had alien technology like cell phones. Right. Well, I was get, I was gonna say nowadays kids don't have to run out there and catch them. You can just bring up an app and pretend you caught them <laughs> on your phone. Well, now they're probably holograms. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. Not, they're not oh, real. Man. They're just projections. You know, they're, exactly. they're C- CGI. You know. Exactly. Uh, anyway. Jeez. So yeah, um, so the first before we get into the subject of um, unidentified flying objects or, or unidentified aerial phenomena, if you're sophisticated and graduated from Harvard, um, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I mean, yeah, I just I'm in shock. Sophisticated that like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, let's give a plug. Uh, we have, I don't know how much, did we talk about this before? The uh, Sound of no. Freedom movie? Oh, uh, uh, mentioned, but not gone in detail. But actually, you went inside. I want you to give us a little bit of uh, your experience going to the movie. People's reactions. You know, how was that experience? And how was the movie? The uh, acting was outstanding. The cinematography was outstanding Hollywood quality. Mm. The storyline was it. It had your emotions from crying to laughing to the on the edge of your seat. And, uh, the, but the, the, the message behind the movie is the most important thing. Mm. And it does expose the dark evil of human trafficking. And I know a lot of people have jumped on and talked about it long before we did. They were way ahead of us on it, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I did want to take a couple moments and, and just say, if you haven't seen the movie, go see it and think about when you leave the movie, what, what can be, what can my role be in helping to stop and prevent human trafficking especially child sex trafficking mm. um you know after seeing that movie i've paid much closer even even though i was a cop and right. i did pay close attention to um these alerts of children being abducted right mm-hmm. um i pay even more attention to them now mm, okay after seeing the movie because it has that kind of an effect on you um, it, it is a dark world. It, it is a, it is a very, very evil thing, uh, that, um, that is going on. It's real. We do live in a fallen world, a sinful world. Sometimes we can kind of escape it by living life. Mm-hmm. We go to work, we come home, we have things that distract us. We got family, you know, we live a normal life. The underbelly of the evil of the world seems to flow underneath us, but doesn't really affect us that much unless we get caught up in it. But it's there and it's real. 
and uh, we we shouldn't deny it. We should mm-hmm. act upon it, and uh, it's going to take the dedication of millions upon millions of people to pressure government and pressure industry to fight against this evil of, mm-hmm. of child sex trafficking. Yeah. And the problem is there are people in government and industry that are involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And they have to be exposed and they have to be taken down. Mm. Mm. And Hollywood was involved in it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe still is. Hollywood's suffering right now. They're having a hard time. They're losing a lot of money. Yeah. No, but um, now, and there, now there's a, there's a patriot uh, movement to have their version of Hollywood start up in Las Vegas, and they're working on that, trying to get good quality family oriented movies coming out of Las Vegas. Uh, that that's their that's their uh, desire to get that going, mm-hmm. um, and Sound of Freedom may has made over a hundred million dollars, oh, right? It's, it's um, made more money than some of the movies that are you know they they were supposed to be the top uh, top earner. Uh, it beat yeah. it beat Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which turned uh, you know which turned woke, yeah. It turned Indiana Jones into a whip and his daughter into Macho Man. Mm. And this is the typical uh, agenda of trying to emasculate men and make women more masculine and to confuse genders. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not, a, it's, it's an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see we see more and more of this where the women are the big strong tough heroes and the men are cowering in the corner uh it's it's just a mind game that's being played it's not reality mm. and uh <clears throat> but they want to confuse people on this absolutely now, it won't it won't work go ahead the movie is actually based on a true story right true facts yes okay Yes, what you see in the movie actually happened. Mm, okay, folks, go watch it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm trying to fit it in my schedule. But yeah, we're definitely going to watch it at the movies, and that's one way you can support the makers of the movie by attending the movies and watching it. And, and once you see it, brother, we'll, we'll get your impressions of it one uh, in a future podcast. How's that sound? Oh, absolutely, definitely. We'll definitely right. do that. Good stuff, so, my brother. All right, so let's talk about this phenomenon. I well, know you, if, well, let me set it up this way. My brother has been putting out some video on his own personal channel, and you know, it's been some of the topics he's come across. You know, UFOs, uh, aliens. You know, it's just you know mysteries that we hear about them. People having you know sightings and being able to see an under the five flying objects up in the air, and there's even videos, bro, right, of people supposedly catching these these phenomena. Now, obviously, things that we discuss here, we, you know, tend to first, uh, you know, learn our cultural, you know, get to know our culture. But at the same time, we approach first from a biblical standpoint. Now, brother, upon that, I'll leave it open for you. Share a little bit about what you've discussed, what you've come across, what it's either, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, conspiracy theories? Is it true? And biblically, does the Bible 
tell us anything about these things and use whatever scripture that is used, you know, in defense of these things. And we want to get your take. Okay. Uh, feel free to jump in anytime, brother. Absolutely. During the conversation. All right. Um, this is a subject that's going to be, it's going to continue to come at us hot and heavy over the next year and a half or so while this election is going on, uh, along with some other subjects that are going to be hitting us. But this hit us a, f a few days back when three high-level government officials, two of them military, testified before Congress. Uh, and they testified to their knowledge of this subject matter. Now, I watched all two hours or two little over two hours of that hearing. And so let me give you a Reader's Digest, if you will, synopsis okay. of uh, a Reader's Digest version of what they said, a short version. So basically, this is what they concluded. What they call UAPs, uh, um, un Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or what is commonly known as UFOs, they said are real. Uh, one was uh, an F-18 pilot that engaged one. Mm. And these things, according to their testimony, defy the laws of physics and how they fly. Mm. Okay. And uh, the rate of speed, the turning ability, the fact that their shape shouldn't allow them to be aerodynamic, uh, all of that, far superior to anything we have. Number two, they stated that uh, there have been, well, probably 5% of the um, actual encounters with these things have been reported. Okay. Only about 5%. Um, airline pilots, military pilots, uh, navies all over the world have encountered these things. Nuclear weapon sites have encountered these things. These things have actually shut down nuclear weapons facilities um, and brought them back up again. Showed, showed both Russia and the United States that they had the ability to control our nuclear arsenals. Uh, and then there was one that was in charge, one gentleman that testified before Congress. Anybody wants to go watch it, it's, it's available for anybody to watch. Um, that he was head of a research project trying to research these things and, and researching what they were. Now, there are some things that they couldn't say on open session. There are mm -hmm. some questions they couldn't answer on open session because of their classification. But they did say this, or this one gentleman who was the head of this research, government-funded mm -hmm. research into this. He said they're real. He said we have recovered crashed air, um, 
aircraft that we don't, it seems to be extraterrestrial. They are trying to reverse engineer them and maybe have had some success in doing so. And he said they have recovered bodies. Wow. From these, uh, from these sites, um, that are not human. Now, this is from the statements that were given before Congress by these high-level officers. We're talking about a commander in Navy. We're talking about a, a guy who is high up in the intelligence world. We're talking about another high-level military officer uh, that testified to these things. Now, the question that we have to deal with as Christians is what does this mean for the Christian worldview? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because this stuff is, this is the tip of the iceberg. They are continuing with these hearings. They're not going to, this, that was hearing number one. They're going to bring in more witnesses and more people to talk about this stuff. So this is, this is where we are right now. This is this is what is being put out by our Congress, the United States Congress, and by high-level military operatives and high-level operatives within our intelligence community. Mm. So for us as Christians to come along and say, oh, there's nothing to it. Come on, you guys are silly. People aren't going to believe that. So Christians are going to have to have an answer to all of this. And this is where we begin our conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, there are, there are some things that have been revealed about all of this. Uh, there was, there was a video of a guy who came out, he said he was high level CIA black ops. Oh, and another thing that came out of that hearing brother mm -hmm. is that billions Billions, multi-billions of dollars every year is not accounted for by the Pentagon to Congress. Hmm. And we know that they go, those go to black op operations. Right, right. Right. So this CIA officer said, yeah, the money goes to these black op operations. And he was involved in a deep level operation where they were reverse engineering alien technology but he also said that we have hologram abilities and we are able to project the image of a a craft in in the sky spacecraft a, a f-16 whatever it might be they can project an image in the sky what they want to project mm -hmm. it looks real and people looking up, seeing it, would think it's real. And there's a famous UFO sighting called uh, the Phoenix Lights. Have you heard of it? I heard mentioned, but I know do not know much about it. But I have heard about it. Well, pretty much the entire city of Phoenix watched this thing go over. <laughs> it's okay, one that's the, why it's Phoenix, right? Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's one of the most famous UFO sightings in history. Mm. Very extremely large craft with wing-shaped 
aircraft mm-hmm. with lights on the bottom of it shining in a wing shape, right? Slowly and huge, absolutely huge, uh, flying slowly over Phoenix, making no noise. You know, nobody could figure out what it was or anything like that. Right. Well, the CIA officer claims that that was a hologram. Mm, makes sense. It wasn't real. It makes wasn't sense. real. Because holograms was, are, are, are very popular right now. Yes. Yeah, and, and we do have that technology. Yep, absolutely. So now he has a theory that uh, there's going to be a fake alien invasion where they're going to project yeah. the right. alien ships in the sky and pretend like the aliens are invading and do this to try and scare people into a one world government and all of this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. band together to fight the aliens like Independence Day and all that. Right, like Independence um, Day, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all of this stuff is out there. Now, there's theories on the Christian side of this as well. Uh, and let's explore some of this idea, some of these things. So, number one, if anybody would believe in extraterrestrials, mm-hmm. it would be the Christians. You're right. Right? You're right. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be the Christians. It's true. Right. Who has been who who is the it would be the it would be old covenant Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And the new covenant Christians. Who among all the people in the world has continuously stated that we are not alone in the universe from the very beginning, stating this. Mm-hmm. Christians. 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 This shocks people. I, I love shocking <laughs> oh, absolutely. people. Absolutely. People are scratching their head right now going, what? I'll explain in a minute. <laughs> right? So, Adam didn't walk around the garden going, man, that's, I'm sure I'm fortunate that uh, that dust down there formed me out of that primordial pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that I was formed out of nothing by nothing. And here I am. No, he said, God formed him. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Well, is God of this earth? No, he's the creator of this earth. Mm-hmm. So guess what God is? He's an extraterrestrial. <laughs> Hello. Yes. The angels are extraterrestrials. That's you know, right. whether they be archangels or angels they call watchers or whatever type of angel it is, angel simply meaning messenger. Whatever kind of creature God made that's a messenger, they're extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Fallen angels are extraterrestrials. Demons are extraterrestrials. Uh, The four living creatures around the throne in Revelation chapter 4, they're extraterrestrial. Christians have always said extraterrestrials exist. Cherubim are extraterrestrials. I can't. 
Help me out, brother. I lost the word. You're so shocked by this that you can even pronounce the word, bro. <laughs> My tongue gets gets twisted from time to time. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, uh, they're all extraterrestrial. And we've been saying these creatures exist from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. What did Ezekiel look up when he, he saw looked up the sky and saw what? The wheel. Mm-hmm. Spinning in the sky, right? Because oh, see, 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 that was an ancient astronaut race coming in Ezekiel song. No, that was a Babylonian chariot wheel. God was giving that vision of him of that in the sky, telling Ezekiel, This is what's coming. Nebuchadnezzar is going to come down and take Israel because Israel stopped worshiping me. And so he puts a Babylonian chariot wheel up in the sky, has it spin. Mm-hmm. As a sign of God's judgment coming. That's what that was. So, Elisha is surrounded by an army. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the king of Israel wasn't real happy with Elisha. Wasn't real happy with Elijah either. But Elisha's servant is right next to him. And Elisha's just sitting there. He's calm as could be. Cool, calm, and collected, like John Wayne. Like, like John Wayne going to shoot all those army guys, right? Mm-hmm. And his servant's just nervous. And so Elijah says, Lord, open the eyes of my servant so he can see. And God opened the eyes of Elisha's servant. And what did he see, brother? He saw all those cherubim mm-hmm. with flaming swords lined up behind the army that was up on the hill, ready to slay that army. In other words, he saw aliens. He saw extraterrestrials. Yeah, aliens. Hello. And they had some serious alien technology. <laughs> <laughs> they were about ready to come down and use that technology. <laughs> they had some of them flaming lightsaber swords going on. So, yeah. So, let's, let's just establish that right now. A, a Christian says he doesn't believe in extraterrestrials, doesn't believe in the Bible. <laughs> you know how shocking that That's is right, right. now? I mean, I know yeah. this. I know this already, and I'm still shocked. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely oh, true. Man. Yeah. It is. It is. So the brother, question is. Oh, wait, brother. What about the Nephilim? The, you know? Okay. Well, we might as well just go ahead and mean, get that one out of the way, too. How about that yeah. one? You know, because, you know, I was going to ask anyway. So. so this is a theory out of Genesis chapter 6. And this theory states that the angels that fell from heaven, the fallen angels, came to earth, saw that the daughters of men are, were fair, in other words, extremely beautiful, had relationship with them, in other mm-hmm. words, procreated, mm-hmm. and had children. The children were called giants in the earth, and the word giants in that passage is the word Nephilim in Hebrew. And so people say these giants were were hybrid human hybrid angel, mm-hmm. and they caused all kinds of wickedness in the earth. They were brilliant. They were able to create all this advanced technology and so forth. 
and the theory is that they have survived till today. And what we're seeing in the sky is the UFOs and all this stuff. This craft that the spacecraft that seems to defy the laws of physics and all this stuff. That 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 is the Nephilim doing that, mm-hmm. and they're the they're the reptilians and the greys and the the ones flying the, the the machines and all this kind of stuff. So that's a, that's a theory that some Christians have. Right now, now want me to give you my problem with that theory? Tell us that problem, brother. Number one. In Genesis chapter six, they're called these. It says that the the sons of God, yep, saw the daughters of men that they were fair. Now, sons of God, right? Mm-hmm. Little s, big G, right? Mm-hmm. Brother, I got a question for you. Why in the carnation? Would God ever call fallen angels sons of God? Why would he ever do that? When that term Mm -hmm. is reserved for the adopted children of God. There's a, there's a, principle of adoption in the new covenant scriptures right in the epistles yes and i was going to mention that you know there's a difference between the old and the new covenant and the application of that is different in both old and new covenant right but sons of god well sons of god refers to those who are worshiping god mm-hmm. right now it's reserved for those who were adopted into the family of God, right? Right. Do you know of any other use for to, to the term sons of God in the scriptures? I was asking. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, I know. I need Jeopardy. What is final Jeopardy? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of one. No, I'm trying to think of, oh, you can think of one or you cannot think of one. I, I cannot think of another use of the son, term sons of God. Neither can I. I'm sitting here trying to think of any, and I know I cannot either. It's the adopted children of God, those that's, who are elect, elect of God. Right. And that's the only thing I can think um, of right off the bat when you said, when you asked the question. So wouldn't it be rather odd for God to call a fallen angel a son of God? Absolutely. That would be a reference to the elect of God. Mm-hmm. And it's in in that, obviously looking at the old and the new covenant, and remember, folks, God is everywhere. <laughs> he knows mm-hmm. everything. So wouldn't we think he's probably talking about future? A remnant? <laughs> Well, there, yeah, the sons of God definitely refers to the remnant, to the elect of God. Right. Um, problem number two. In the scriptures, angels are called ministering spirits. Mm-hmm. Now, 
regardless of all of the myths that have been put out in our society about angels, angels do not have bodies. Mm -hmm. They are ministering spirits. You can only see them, and humans can only see them, if they manifest themselves a body. Right. Like a hologram, right? Right. But not a hologram. It's in the spirit world, right? Mm -hmm. Right. When God gives them the ability to manifest a body to speak to a human, then they are able to do that. The three men that uh, Abraham entertained, right? When Sarah mm-hmm. laughed, right? Uh, one was pre-incarnate Christ, and the other two were angels who took right. on a body temporarily. So angels are spirits. Mm. Amen. Now, every time that Jesus Christ cast out a demon in the in the Gospels, those demons came out of that person or th- that uh, that evil spirit came out of that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the scripture says unclean spirit. It was invisible. So essentially they're parasitical. Mm. Okay. To have a body, they got to go occupy one. Right. Right. So if that's the case, and those are fallen angels. How in the world did they manifest a body without God's permission and have relations with human women? Mm. Great question. Anybody want to answer that one for me? <laughs> and even if they did manifest a body, it's two different species trying to procreate. Right. How would that work? And everybody is assuming they manifest a body with all of the male functions that a human male would have. There's a lot of eisegesis and a lot of assumptions put into that passage to come up with the Nephilim theory. Yeah. You know, it's more mystery, uh, really that it leaves it open to the way it's interpreted like that. It's like more mysterious than anything, right? Right. Yeah. Especially without having the context, not understanding the old problem. Problem number three, the people that propose that theory say that that's why God flooded the earth was because of Nephilim. Well, what, wait Mm -hmm. a minute. Now you're saying God didn't get them all. Right. They they (laughs) survived the flood. I, apparently so, bro. Uh, ran into under, uh, underground caverns that didn't get flooded, and they survived. Maybe there was I another. Mean, maybe there was another ark, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you no, know, that, that's just too many hurdles that I'd have to jump over to mm-hmm. accept that that theory. Just too many hurdles for me. So let's take a look at what Edersheim says about that. Good old Edersheim. Love it. Yeah. He's re- I love his stuff. You had to bring in theology, huh? Oh, man. Well, you know how it is. Uh, the the, the, the um, wind blew my book and turned my pages, so I got to find it again. Here we are. It must be the UFO, bro. 
So this is, uh, yeah, I, yeah, the, the spirit came by and did it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bible history, Old Testament, a classical biblical reference to help you understand and apply the history of the Old Testament. That's the title of the book by Alfred mm. Edershine. Chapter 5, page 27, paragraph 3 of the chapter, paragraph 2 in the page. The corruption of mankind reached its highest point when even the difference between the Scythites and the Canaanites became obliterated by intermarriages between the two parties and that from sensual motives. We read that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Mm. At that time, at that time, the earth must have been in a great measure peopled and its state is thus described. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This means more than the total corruption of our nature, as we should now describe it, and refers to the universal prevalence of open, daring sin and rebellion against God, brought about by the separation between the Scythites and the Canaanites ceased. With the exception of Noah, there was not none in that generation to call upon the name of Jehovah. In those days, there were giants in Hebrew, Nephilim, in the earth. The same were the mighty men, or heroes, which were of old, the men of renown. Properly speaking, these Nephilim were men of violence or tyrants, as Luther renders it, that'd be Martin Luther, the root of the word meaning to fall upon. Mm. In short, it was a period of violence, of might against right, of rapine, lust, and universal worship. No further hope remained. And that generation required to be wholly swept away in judgment. Now, let me go to Genesis 6. And let's see what the byproduct of this union between the sons of God or the elect of God, mm -hmm. the believers, and the daughters of men, unbelievers. This was a mixed marriage. <coughs> oh, must be the plants out here getting me, brother. All right. Those allergies, bro. Yeah, I tell you, I take I take allergy medicine every day. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this, uh, let's see. I'll start with verse one. And it came to pass. <clears throat> let me get my voice going again. Get my man voice back here. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all that they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, man, not half angel, half man, not hybrid man, not genetically altered man, just 100% pure man. Okay. Mm -hmm. For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in 120 years. It's 
before the flood would come 120 years later. There were giants in the earth and in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came and came in unto the daughters of men, they bear children, not angels, half angels, half half human, right? Children mm-hmm. to them. The same became mighty men, M-E-N. And yes, in the Hebrew word means the same thing. Men, humans, 100% human, mm-hmm. which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness, wickedness of man, <laughs> not half angel, half man, right? Not some new super race. No, just pure old 100% genuine organic man, okay? <laughs> right. Uh, wickedness of man was great in the earth and that uh, and so forth, so on. So it goes on talking about why he told Noah to build the ark. Now, that's the problem I have with the Nephilim theory. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's a great, great point, because I also have read that the way they understand the Nephilim and then they, they interpret it as fallen and they think these are pe- or creatures falling from outer space. But when you look at the context or you look at the Hebrew, it's, in, you know, it's translated uh, the word, I think it's Nephilim, which is translated mm-hmm. directly shares the same trigeminal root as the verb nephal, which means to fall. However, there's a possibility it could be a conjugation of the verb, of the verb, meaning those who are great, amazing, referring to their immense stature. And that's where that applies directly to them, because it's more of mighty men of God. Because when you read you know, the men part in every single sentence. This is talking about men already men. in the world. Big, leaders, strong. Leaders of nations. Right, leaders. You know, it's, it's talking about stature. Yes, absolutely. You know, a bunch of Genghis Khans running around. Exactly. That's what it was. You had a bunch of Genghis Khans running around. You know what, bro? We created just, a lot of havoc. We just became... Mm-hmm. Not fans of the uh, those Nephilim theorists, right? Well, I'm not against. I mean, look, we're they're not fans of us. (laughs) Well, some of my favorite theologians believe that theory, but I don't buy into it. You know, I'm sorry, but you know, Doug Wilson believes it. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, Doug. I don't buy into it, bro. You, I love love your material, but I don't buy into that one. You bring up a great point, and the reason being that you say that, and I'm glad you pointed to Mm -hmm. that and said that, is to show that, folks, none of us have it a hundred percent. You know, theologically, have a hundred percent good understanding or the better understanding about scripture. We all have error (laughs) in our theology. We all have error. You know, and that's the reason why some would agree with some of these things. Some of them, we don't. Like my brother just mentioned, one of his favorite, uh, you know, people that he listens to. And, you know, I love his his podcast. But that's one thing. He believes that the Nephilim, well, we don't. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) We don't see eye to eye in that. But but that's the two camps. It's a Sethite theory or the the, uh, uh, fallen angel theory, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Which, so. I mean, when you look at it, it makes sense, right? In some of these things, it kind of makes sense. But there, if you dig deeper, 
and again, that's why my brother and I always talk about, you know, uh, um, culture. We talk about audience relevance. We talk about historical, uh, 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 you know, uh, the, the historical church, old covenant, new covenant. Those interpretations, man, they have, it's, it's important. It's important to understand those things. If not, yeah, then, you know, we're going to fall in error or we're going to fall in 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 ways that we don't have an answer to, or we don't know how to interpret it. We're just going to go with what seems more sensical to us. Right. So back to the UFO stuff. Uh I don't, I I don't believe they're Nephilim. Some of it's holograms. Some of it's deception and fake. Some of it is people seeing things that they don't understand what they're seeing. And it's just natural phenomena. A small percentage of it is are things that cannot be explained. Yeah, right, <clears throat> right. And <laughs> before holograms existed, these things were showing up everywhere. Right. It was true. It was a uh, Truman. Yeah, President Truman that told his advisors. Find out what the heck those things were that were flying over the White House. Because UFOs, there's a famous incident where they buzzed the White House. Mm-hmm. I mean, heavily, heavily buzzed, mm-hmm. buzzed the White House to where Truman said, get Project Blue Book in here. I want to know what those doggone things were buzzing the White House. Right. Nobody, nobody could figure out what they were. Right. So this this has been going on for a long time. Now, here's here's what I part of what I think could be happening. We could be u- living at a unique time, maybe because of technological advancements, maybe mm-hmm. because nuclear weapons, I don't know. I mean there's there's an interest in our time period. And Spirit beings could be manifesting themselves mm. and, and, and appearing to us to create a, a deception. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if maybe they've developed the ability to appear to be something that they're not. Right. Right. You know, no, no. Yeah. But we know there are extraterrestrials, there are angels, there are fallen angels, there are all these things that have appeared to mankind from time to time. Now, some of the, some of what we're seeing could be that. Okay. Now, there's another thing that has to be addressed. Could there be creatures that God made that we don't know about? that are showing up at our planet. Mm. Okay. So if they're off in a distant galaxy somewhere or someplace like that, they would literally have to bend space or travel through a wormhole to get to us because of the light years, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the entropic principle, which is the principle that that basically states that the universe was designed to support life on earth, then you would tend to think 
probably not some there's probably not anything else out there mm. because the earth is in a very very unique position to support life and nothing else that we humans have been able to observe out in the cosmos has that capability mm. the universe is finely tuned in such a way that life could exist on planet earth and that the universe could exist. Uh, and if, if that fine tuning was off just even by a fraction of a hair, everything would disappear. I mean, there mm. would be, we wouldn't be able to exist. This is the fine tuning argument for the existence of God. Right. So that, right there causes a lot of Christians, a lot, especially a lot of uh, creation scientists and so forth to say, we don't believe there's anything else out there because of this entropic type principle, the fine tuning of the universe, the uniqueness of the earth and so forth. The, the earth seems to be the center subject matter of scripture, right? Mm -hmm. So here's my argument. This is based upon certain assumptions and certain presuppositions. Yeah. That if there were other extraterrestrials out there, the Bible would tell us about it. Why? Mm. I mean, Paul, when he was stoned at Lystria, when he came back and wrote to the Corinthians, said, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Whether I was in a coma or dead, I don't know. But I saw things in the spiritual realm that I'm not allowed to talk about. That's right. So there are things that have not been revealed to us that do exist, that God did make, and we don't know about them. Mm. Amen. All right. Could these be interdimensional beings? Well, angels are inter interdimensional beings. Mm -hmm. They pop in and out of dimensions, right? They have that ability. And they're light beings, right? Right. So these are the possibilities of the things we could be seeing. Could be something God created that we don't know about, that has, they have this ability, they have this high technology, and they're showing up here on earth for some reason, for some purpose that God has for them. Or these are demons, mm -hmm. fallen angels right. that are, are showing up and trying to present themselves as angels of light. Now, this is where the, Dr. Greer comes in, Dr. Stephen Greer, who is one of the foremost experts on this UAP, uh, UFO phenomena. Uh, and he talks about remote viewing. He talks about communicating telepathically to communicating through various means of that type, to these aliens and so forth. Um, and that gets into the occult. That gets into New Ageism and all of that. Now, that's something that we Christians have to steer away from. We are not to be communicating with these creatures, whatever they are, because it's forbidden in Scripture. In Galatians 1, Paul told us 
even if an angel from heaven comes and preaches another gospel, let him be condemned, right? Anathema. Right, right. And so if that was an instruction to the Galatian Christians, certainly it would be an instruction to us not to communicate with these beings because that would be occultism. It would be going into a realm that we're not prepared to go into. Communicate with beings we're not prepared to communicate with. The scripture is clear. Our communication is to be through prayer to the Father directly. If we talk to any anything that's outside of our terrestrial existence, in other words, if it's not a fellow human being, or when you're talking to your dog and petting them, you know, if it's anything outside of our natural existence, the only communication the Christian is to have, according to Scripture, is with God, their Father, our Father, directly mm. through prayer. That's it. So the part about the occultism and the communicating with these beings and so forth, that gets into you know, Saul's situation where he called up Samuel through a medium, right? Mm -hmm. And Samuel basically looked at Saul and said, "What are you? What the heck are you doing? <laughs> You're not supposed to be doing this stuff, right? Right? Uh, so we should not do that. We should not try to communicate with UFOs or have some kind of mental connection with them or anything like that, right?" Because right. this very well could be evil spirits in the spirit realm deceiving us. So we have to be very careful with that. I just want to make sure that was clear. I have a low battery, brother, so we, we're going to have to go just a few more minutes and then cut it off. Sounds like a plan, brother. No, thank you. That was a lot of good information, folks. We have to do the due diligence in studying God's word and not be tossed to and fro, but everything that we hear or sightings and things of that nature. It's a most of mo utmost importance that we approach each and every individual situation or crazy things like this, like a true Berean. We have to go to the text. We got to understand the, the context of it. We got to understand the hermeneutics behind it. Because, yes, remember, we're emotional beings. We can easily be, this, you know, captivated by something to the, you know, to the point that we respond emotionally, right, brother? And we can, mm -hmm. you know, our, our complete uh, uh, theology be distorted because of that. So that's a, a great thing that we're actually, that we're able to talk about these things, brother, because it has been a phenomenon. And it's, I think it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. It's tracking along even more and with a lot more sightings. With technology mm -hmm. nowadays, a lot of things can be manipulated so crazy that it's, it seems so real, too. Therefore, right. you know, we get these responses. But no, and, brother, and, and that's good it's stuff. Gonna be, it's going to be pressure, bring pressure down upon Christianity because people are going to be denying Christianity, saying, how can Christianity stand if these, if mm. these things exist? Absolutely. Well, Great point. Well, Christians have been the ones saying that there's been extraterrestrials from the beginning. Yep. Yep. 
it's it's the skeptics that denied it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, yeah. Oh so, goodness. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so we'll we will continue to visit this subject because it will continue. It's going to come at us hot and heavy. Yeah. It's going to continue to come at us, and anything else like that they could affect the effectiveness of the church and building God's kingdom. We'll talk about it. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it from a biblical perspective. So anything stuff, else you want brother. to say, brother? No, brother. Thank you. That was good stuff. Thank you for uh, let, letting the folks know that we will discuss further as we go along. Other than that, I got nothing else to add. How about yourself? If not, you know what to do. Well, thanks for watching, folks. Remember, uh, share this this podcast and uh, like it. And uh, uh, please tell others about it and spread it by word of mouth because we can't get, get it going uh, through the normal means so word of mouth is going to have to do it uh if you like the podcast and remember keep your mind sharp and not pure and we'll see you next time and we'll on. catch you on flip side <laughs> good stuff bro you have been listening to the vortex apologetic podcast hey there ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to listen to the vortex apologetic It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.